everybody. Welcome to the Cats and Bolts podcast. It is episode number 13 coming to you from the Podcast Junkie Studios here in beautiful downtown Boca Raton, Florida. And I am, uh, well, one third of your hosts here today. Rod Peterson, Serena Taylor on the other side of the table. And our good friend Bill Lindsay joining us right in between us from the Florida Panthers radio broadcast crew. Panthers, great. And uh, welcome, Billy. Merry Christmas. How you doing? Merry Christmas. Things are going all right. Yeah? Yeah, I can't be it. What's going on with our weather down? here in south florida it's winter it's, we, it's literal winter. winter but we had rain we don't get rain at this time of year rainstorms so shaping up hopefully for a nice sunny christmas that's are you, what i'm hoping for are Wouldn't you that be nice? auditioning for a meteorologist <laughs> job here <laughs> that's taken i'll that's tell you taken. what all these canadians that have come down here this month for and have got this I yeah. feel terrible for them. I do this is not normal so yeah yeah well i think but, about you often what do you say but basically around Middle of October, it's just beautiful. Yeah, all the whole way hasn't happened. It hasn't. You know, <laughs> it's a disappointment. It's yeah. <laughs> funny, by the way. Couple things. Number one, we're brought to you, as you know, every week by DraftKings, Beach House Pompano. We've got a gift card here for Billy from Beach House Pompano, Baresco. Also, Johnny O's Gymnasium, workout with the pros at Johnny O's, Florida's largest outdoor covered gymnasium on Boca Raton Boulevard, and the Diamond Lab, 364A. East Palmetto Park Road proudly offering the most beautiful and luxurious lab-grown diamonds. I don't have any questions written down for Bill. We didn't have time, Serena, which is the best shows. That's we're usually just how it works roll. out. Yeah, it's usually it works out really well. Thankfully, good, Bill yeah. knows what he's doing. Somewhat. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Why don't you lead us I off, Serena? Yeah, you hit lead <laughs> off. What do you, what do you got for Billy? I'm uh, one of a million things. I'm I sure. think. Uh, one thing that I kind of want to talk about is when we first had you on our podcast, we were talking about the Panthers were missing a lot of their defensemen, but injury, and now that's flipped. So talk about how the team has changed, how they adapted to not having those defensemen and how much Montour and Ekblad have been good for them. It's important to get Montour and Ekblad back. They're not where we saw them at last year, but they're going to get there. And talking to Paul Maurice, the coach, early on with – Mikola, ekman Larson, Kulikov, having to fill those roles that were Ekblad and Montour, at least they knew that they were far ahead where they were at last year defensively and that they could win games. And they were able to get off to a pretty good start, win games. Now the transition, getting out of your own zone clean, creating some odd man rushes, creating opportunities, that was going to come with Montour and Ekblad back in the lineup. They were going to be able to push the pace. Their identity is... Dump the puck in, cycle, hold on to it, traffic in front, rebounds. But they still want to have an element off the rush. And I tracked it and can go to some of the stats, but they were 27th in rush chances, four with Ekblad and Montour uh, out of the lineup. Now the 15 or 20 games since they've gone back already moved up 10 spots in that category. Uh, so they're starting to come out of their, their zone cleaner, get some opportunities on the rush. The goal scoring still is a bit problematic for this team, but defensively is where they're at and kind of made their trade. But as Montour and Ekblad get back into this skating rhythm, and I expect an uptick the next after the 41 games, the ne next 41 games from them, once the skating legs are underneath them, that this team can even take it to another level. And they're going to need that because at times, as I mentioned, goal scoring has been an issue. These guys will help kind of facilitate that. I want your opinion on this. I'm sorry, Rod, but I've been dying to ask you this. On the same subject, when Barkov was out for a couple of games, 
We had, we, I think he he missed like two or three games mm-hmm. there maybe a month he ago. Was sick, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he was sick. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally felt like the team misses guys like Montour more than they missed Barkov. Did you feel that? Uh, I believe that at times. Uh, Barkov yeah. is critically important. You don't want him gone for long stretches of the time, but they're they're deep up front. And what you can do with a player like Lundell, Lou Osterin, and they can move up into a top center role or a top wing role and have success. Paul Maurice has trust in them, and that also leads because they can play both sides of the puck. Uh, that's what they have a lot of flexibility in their lineup. And even Reinhardt maybe doesn't get enough credit of his two way game. He, <laughs> he kills penalties, he's out there on the ice. So that goes just goes back into touch where Paul Maurice was talking about the defensive structure with his team and how their ability to defend in front of their own net. So Barkov goes down. It can be a bit of a problem, but still they're well-rounded from their decor out to players like Luos Tarinen, uh, Lundell that can jump up and play into a top six forward role. It's interchangeable into those three lines. And when completely healthy, Paul Maurice has the ability to kind of mix and match lines. And even a player like Stenland, who's on your fourth line, if Lundell, Lou Osterin, has to get bumped up, he's more than capable of filling in on your on your third line role. So there is a wealth, to me, of talent up front that can kind of fill that void briefly. Yeah, I want to ask you about some other things. Your career, because I've been following you since the Tri-City days, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, Serena's like the big... I didn't, I didn't even realize how big of a World Juniors nerd she is. Did you know Billy played in 91? That was in Regina, wasn't yeah. it? No, yeah, it was in Saskatoon. Was that, oh, Saskatoon. Sask, anyways. The Sask. Yeah, with team That was, was Lindros' year. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not ready to go there yet, so just hang <laughs> on. But I have that written down. It was one of the few questions that I had if you were stealing notes <laughs> off my page. I was not. But you did tweet the other day, I'm interested, give them a, a follow at Lindsay B. Hockey, that if the Panthers go 6-4 and four in their next 10, they'll have 100 points. And, uh, Be on pace for 100 yeah, points. Yeah, on, on pace for 100 points. What do you think? That means, I mean, Dale Talon sat in that chair two weeks ago and said the Panthers are better this year than last. It's a very similar team, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's been added to a little bit. But how important is it to have 100 points given Boston did last year and did a face plant? Yeah, you just want to get into the dance. But yeah. where the Panthers are at this year compared to last year, they're really happy because of the injuries to start the year. They wanted to get off to a better start. They accomplished that. Now you're sitting with 10 games, only having to go 6-4 and four to be on pace for 100 points. You could do even better. But you're tracking, and this team has every piece back from last year, except for the big, maybe, person you lost was Radko Gudis. Yeah. But you go out and get out. and Stall. Yeah, stall. You, you feel, you're, you're able to, to fill those voids. So this team is, they were looking for an identity at this time last year. Who are they? What are we? Where are we going to be? It didn't happen. Paul Maurice was trying to change from this team that won the President's Trophy up, down, up, down. Just crazy. Fun to, to watch. <laughs> yeah, fun to watch to a team that dumps the puck in, holds on to the puck, and cycles, works. And he talked about playing playoff hockey during the regular season. Are you going to get in the playoffs? That's what everyone was asking at this time last year. This year, maybe to Dale's point, they know who they are. They understand that who they want to be, and that's a big part. They know exactly what they want to do, what they want to accomplish. They're trending, tracking exactly to the point they want to be. There are some things that, that they can improve on in the second half, 
but they're not in dire straits of trying to play catch up and trying to get into this playoff position. They're in a spot now where they're in control of their own destiny. They can go after it, and other teams are going to have to chase them down. And with the parity this year, you want to be in this this position, being on the outside, for security, being yeah, on, being, on, being on the outside looking in this year. This is going to be a tall order. Well, and one of those teams, sorry, Serena, just is Tampa, and we call ourselves the Cats and Bolts podcast. We try and talk some lightning, too. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. I just looked before we walked in here. Since Vazzy came back, I mean, yeah. he had that back surgery, mm-hmm. and I don't know about you guys, but I was worried about how he would come back. He faced 57 shots in Edmonton last week, and they won. Tampa won <laughs> 7-4. So clearly he's fine, but are the lightning fine? Somewhat defensively, they they struggle. They need a goaltender like Vasilevsky to make huge saves. Kucherov, 54 points already. Hmm. Point, Stamkos, Hedman. The core is still there with Vasilevsky in net. I like players like like Hagel, Asimont. Some, some of the players, they continue to fill those kind of holes. And is Detroit better than Tampa at this point? That's the question. With Patrick Kane, now Dylan Larkin is healthy. To me, uh, what they've been able to accomplish, I, w- I would not write them off going into the second half of the year with that kind of talent. John Cooper, one of the coaches, has one of Jack Adams. Put that in uh, perspective. Not even put, a finalist. Put that, put that in yeah. perspective. Yeah. yeah. John Cooper's one of the best coaches in the game. If there's a, a team and a coach that's going to find a way somehow to drag themselves over the line and get in the playoffs... I wouldn't bet against Tampa Bay. That's 100% correct because you can talk about Detroit all day, but they don't have the experience that Tampa mm-hmm. does. I would take that experience over what Detroit has any day. It's Yeah, Detroit and what they're trying to accomplish. If, if you took Buffalo, you took Ottawa, mm-hmm. Detroit, all the teams that were supposed to be better and get better. Buffalo and Ottawa at the start of the year, where everyone was talking about them. Detroit was the team, was everyone saying, yeah. Me, uh, but the, out of the th- those three, Detroit looks the best. Ottawa, new coach already. Jock Martin is in. Buffalo, they can't get, get goaltending to save save their life. They got a lot of youngsters still to me that are, that are unproven. And now you get Patrick Kane in in Detroit. The DeBrinket signing looks good. Their powers play better. Detroit plays with pace and speed. They still have a question mark in that. That's that's the one area. If you went down all those teams, Vasile, if you go in Detroit, and you matched everyone up front, they're comparable. But we got we got Vasilevsky. You got Huso, Lyon, and Reimer. Who who is it? Yeah. Who is it in the, in Detroit? Uh, goaltending such a such a big part. And Detroit, they can play that fast tempo. Can they play heavy? Uh, with the, with those players. Well, do you have to? Stuff. Like the Leafs don't. I mean, we, we talk about this on my TV show every day. You don't know playoffs who... you do, though, right? No, 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 you do. No, 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 <laughs> of course you do. And that's why, who's won the Cup? But Western teams. But the, the, uh, to the Leafs' point, that, that, that talent group, <laughs> that's... If you put them against Detroit, not, this is no knock against Detroit. It would be a sweep. But, but yeah, Matthews, Marner, Neil, but neither and one Nylander, plays yeah, the, yeah. a heavy game. But they, the way the Leafs are talented-wise during the regular season, yeah. Sure, they, they're, they're, they're a way better team. They're going to roll, roll through and get in the playoffs. We don't, we don't have as many audience questions in this episode as we will in the next one. But our good friend Jeff, who watches this every week, <laughs> hotel you're in Saskatchewan, who's coming down here. And when you do, Jeff... We'll go up to the booth and you'll see Billy where he works, right? Because we do that. He's the most welcoming guy in the league. 
he wanted to know if Detroit's a better team with Patrick Kane. Like, what's that signing done? Yes, if it's Patrick Kane, the I watched the first three games and it did look like he had some step and some juice, and then the last three or four games I haven't noticed quite quite the jump from Kane, and that could be just trying to get up to speed in the NHL. If that hip surgery went well, and he is what he was before, as far as for Patrick Kane to be successful, he's going to run the half wall on the power play. He's going to make an improvement there. So he's going to be improvement on your power play. Even strength, last year with the New York Rangers, that quick, that quick burst. He's not the fastest skater, but if you want to go 5 feet, 10 feet, he's one of the fastest in the league. Those first couple of strides. That wasn't there with that hip problem that he had. Now, is this hip problem fixed? Does he have that explosiveness? Does he have that burst? If so, then yes, he does make Detroit a better team, a more impactful team. Decent start in Detroit. You get Larkin back in the lineup. Perron's going to come back from suspension. And you start to to round it out. And he, he's good friends with the Brinkett. You can see, I did see on tape, when they those two were on the ice together immediately, you can tell that the chemistry is already there. They pick up right where they left mm-hmm. off, just like old friends uh, on the ice. So that's... That's a good signing from that that point. It's yet to be seen because that, that surgery hasn't it's only been three or four players and hasn't been successful to the to the comeback of anyone legitimately so far. So Patrick Kane is trying to be the first guy to really come back and have a huge impact and look like his former self from that surgery. It was Jovo and mm-hmm. who was the other? There was only two. There was Jovo Backstrom mm-hmm. and I, I believe Ryan Kessler had it. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Uh, so Kessler might uh, Kessler might be bundled, but Jovo and Backstrom definitely had it. Jovo came back and played all right, but it was a, it was a, <laughs> it was it was not hard. The same. It was yeah. hard. Yeah, it was grinding. When you think about it, like you were talking about Kane coming out, like first of all, his legs are fresh. Mm-hmm. He's gonna scoot. Yeah. Right. But think about what that does. This is gonna be me nerding out. But your body has its joints and the muscles work around the joint. So when you change that joint, think about what happened to the muscles. He didn't use the same muscles he did skating growing up. Mm -hmm. And it's a completely different game. It's like, is he going to, is he, his body's not working the same way as it did before. It's not, the synergy is gone. Yeah. That, yeah, you're on point with that because everything does, does have to, to change around that, that surgery. And it's, it's tough to come back. These guys with medical technology and what they do in the offseason with their trainers are far more advanced than it's ever been. So theoretically, from the time that you go back to Jovanovski to the Backstrom surgery now, the more, the more you experiment with this, the better you probably should get at it from the doctor's <laughs> side and the player's side. So maybe, maybe, maybe Patrick Kane is, is somewhere further along in this development process that they could tweak the surgery some bit, make it a little bit different. They could train differently mm-hmm. around this to, to make it look more like him old, his old self. It's intriguing uh, uh, to watch with Detroit. You look at their lines, and they went through this bit of a slump here with Larkin. Out. They, they need Larkin in the lineup. That's Agreed. one player. It's, Agreed. Uh, he led their team in scoring by 26 points. I mean, you can talk about Patrick Kane all day, but... Dylan, if you don't He's have the all-star, if yeah. you don't have Dylan Larkin, it, that the engine just doesn't go in Detroit. 
time. It's time. Times. Times. Going. Ten games is not enough. Twenty games. You can start to get a measuring stick. Twenty-five games. After twenty-five games, you get as you talked about. Come out of the gate. You're excited to play. There's going to be a drop off, and then after that, after twenty-five games, then you can look back and say. Okay, where is Patty Kane at now, and what is he bringing to this team? And that will be the true evaluation of where you're at and where the Detroit Red Wings playoff hopes may lie. It may lie in that point where Patrick Kane is, is at 25 games into this uh, recovery process. I think he was. they were in a playoff spot before they signed him, and now they're not. Yeah. So a bit, a bit of an adjustment thing. We're going to switch gears in a second, but first I want to tell you folks that the NFL season's going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's nothing for you, Billy. You do 200 after what you're doing at the <laughs> no, casino. But, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this month. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. The uh, code's on the screen. It stands for the Hockey Podcast Network, of which we're part. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's promo code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1800gambler.net. And with Bill here, promotional consideration in the form of gift cards are provided to our guests from Beach House Pompano, scenic rooftop restaurant with ocean views on the shores of Pompano Beach, and Baresco, a tropical outpost serving only the freshest tacos and lush jungle vibes, 225 North Pompano Beach Boulevard. Serena's going to get her uh, nerd on with the World Juniors questions. I just want to get mine on with the NHL Network questions. All right. You're calling games from <laughs> what would probably not look a lot different than this? Not much, just a little yeah. bit bigger TV right in front of you. For those that don't know what we're talking <laughs> Talking about Bill's broadcasting games with EJ Raddick. It's the NHL what weekend showcase? Yeah, they call weekend it, I showcase. They got more yeah. this year, so so they're calling it off the TV monitor. Mm-hmm. And you're in, in. Listen, as a viewer, we don't know. They do yeah. a magical job of it. Mm-hmm. What's it like for you? Because you're used to doing the Panthers on yep. the radio at home live. It's and then it's first off, it's awesome. It's, yeah, it's to do it and ha- to have the exposure to to call games. It's to me. The th- the thrill's still there, even though that you're you're not at the rink. What people might not see at home, so I did color on TV and a lot. When you're at the rink, so you have a truck downstairs and you have someone that you can talk to all the time. <laughs> so what you see on TV and what you you get when you want a replay as a color analyst, all you do is call down in the truck and say, "I want that next stop." So the next whistle, I you know what's coming up. You can control everything. You you see three four big saves. You say, put that in a package coming out of the next commercial break. I want that out of the package. So it's built around you as a, as a color analyst when you're working in studio. And they do. our producers do a great job. They have cameras. They can get stuff to us. Mm-hmm. But we don't have, you, you don't have the immediate access when you're calling a game off a monitor. You are subject to what pops up on the screen replay-wise. Is where when you're at a game, actually calling it, you have full control of what's coming next. So that's where it kind of can get difficult. It's a surprise all the time. (laughs) You're just, okay, what replay is going to come up next? And you have to read and react 
off of off of that replay. Uh, some of it, you can lose some of it. It's, it. It just seems like off the monitor, it's going at a blitz speed because you're trying to track what replays are are coming up next, and you don't have the full ice view as well. It's you know you're you're limited to what's on the TV, so it, it can it can be a little bit challenging, but still it's 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 a thrill. There's nothing like it. There's Good. nothing like calling games on radio, on TV. You've done you've done games. I'm sure you feel, feel the same way. It's, oh yeah. It's it gets the juices. It gets yeah. the juices flowing. And as far as from playing this kind of stuff, TV uh, that 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 gets it for, for me. For me, it's just yeah. a reason to go to the rink. Just yeah. have a reason to go to the rink makes yeah. me happy. So all whatever the, it is, all, good all for this you. TV, all this stuff, yeah. uh, radio, all the mediums. It's coaching wasn't for me. <laughs> no interest in that. That <laughs> that didn't really kind of kind of float it. But as far as from playing, this is by far the next best thing I could yeah. have ever hoped for, or dreamed of, and getting the opportunities at the network or or something that, that yeah, it's kind of a, good. A, kind of a second dream. I love that very much. <laughs> so to the World Juniors of 91. That was the John Slaney year. Was that the John year John Slaney, Slaney scored? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, yeah. I thought it was 89 for some reason. But once you said 91, I was like, that's the John Slaney year. Lindros in a full cage or bubble? I think he had the, he had, he had the old, he had the cage, but he had right. the, the, not the, not was the it glass bars. or wire. Yeah. The glass, he had the glass. Okay. Still intimidating. Uh, crazy. He's a big. <laughs> I was like, "Holy smokes!" When we played Team Canada, and I was like, "This man, so whatever he was, 16, 17 years old, he was, I mean, he was a, he was a man child." Let's let's say that yeah. that's the only way I could describe it. That was those Team Canada back then. It was Team USA wasn't quite at the level that it was at. Now they were in those in Saskatoon. It was intimidating. Full barn. It was in, oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played. Uh, we played some game. We were North Battleford. Yeah, beautiful yeah. Civic. The yep. Civic Arena. We Civic played, Center, I, I yeah. believe we played Finland in North Battleford. Uh, we had we had game. All the games weren't in Saskatoon. The main ones were, but we played some that were in in different. Parts. I want to say Regina had that's, some games too. That, that's quite. I'm boss- sure they it's did. It's quite possible. They yeah. usually do. Yeah, Regina. I think we played in Regina. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure we played in Regina. That's what I said. To yeah, you. yeah, you're right. You did <laughs> Not the big it. ones were yeah. in. Sa- this big ones were in Saskatoon. Yeah, the big ones because the rank was bigger. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There was there had to be games in Regina for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they usually do two different the two different pools mm-hmm. play at the different ranks. Yeah. And you bounce around, and, mm-hmm. and then once, you guys... once you get to the medal rounds, uh, we didn't make the medal round at the fifth, I think, I believe, that we finished yeah. that tournament somewhere in there. We had uh, we had some talent though. Doug Waite led that score that tournament in scoring. He yeah, was, we were talking about a... U.S. World Juniors that don't get credit as World Juniors. Like in Canada, as you know, we celebrate our World Juniors, yeah. and was Eberly was voted a couple of years ago the greatest Canadian World Junior ever, and now it's Bedard because of stats and everything. Mm-hmm. And by the way, did you see his pass the other yeah. night, man? That's it's gonna be fun to watch once yeah. they build around that kid. Yeah, yeah just fun. don't ask him to play defense. So how good? How and here's 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 yeah. Wait, that's gonna take time. He's, all, he's yeah. just there for to to sell popcorn at this time. And he's doing a great job. A, come yeah. see a show. Hey, he's put yeah. he puts he puts on a show. When the puck's on his stick, it's it's magic. You have to learn that over time. But as the NHL, as far as the old guards and Crosby. Yeah, Ovechkin's struggling this year in this middle this middle task that you have with McDavid and Matthews and Kucherov, all, all these kind of you can go around the wealth of talent, and then this last draft, Leo Carlson, Bedard, mm-hmm. Van Til- 
the NHL is in one of the sweetest spots that it's been in talent-wise in eons. Yeah, it looks good. E- eons, because it's just you're just passing the torch and baton. Well, mar- marketing-wise, yeah, you have all these kids, good-looking guys, good hockey players. Some played in college. Some played in Canada. Mm-hmm. Some played wherever. There's a whole mishmash of guys. Just well like rounded. on... Yeah, the world junior teams, there's like Canada's second line is going to be kids that played in college, Western League, wherever, right? It's like it doesn't or matter. Pacha. Yeah. Yeah, play, yeah, play yeah. For the Bruins. not even him. That's Canada's <laughs> second line. Yeah, exactly. So now that Potter's coming back for Canada, that's going to be a big thing too. Yeah, I look at that. I'm sorry. I look at it as Poitras. I, I'm saying yeah. it wrong. Potra. Yeah, Potra. They say Potra. They Potra. I, they've been yeah. saying Potra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, says, in Sask, that's how we say it. Um, but it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing that you talk about Lindros. Boston could change a lot of names. So let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what they're saying when they say Boston. Um, <laughs> Johnny O is coming in here, by the way. You got to come work, have a workout at Johnny O's gymnasium. But Serena's coaching there now. It's a hell of a place. Home gym of Nick and Bowie Joza. Nick and Joey Boza. Yeah. Boza. Um, your size? Are you six feet? Six feet, yeah. barely five, five eleven and three quarters. Right. I had to stand just, just jump a yeah. little. Well, the reason I bring this up to make, to make six feet <laughs> on skates, just over six <laughs> feet. Uh, Seven hundred seventy-seven NHL games: Quebec, Florida, Calgary, San Jose, Montreal, Atlanta. Round five to the Nordiques in nineteen ninety-one. But in uh, in try, I didn't actually write it down here. But what was it, eighty-nine to ninety-one or something like that, mm-hmm. or eighty-eight mm-hmm. to ninety-one? Yeah, yeah. I remember watching you there. And through the 90s going, you don't play a fun style, <laughs> right? Like I'm sure it was fun for you, but you're killing penalties. You're standing in front of the net. You never had a real glamorous job. In the NHL? Yeah, in the NHL. No. Right. Uh, uh, there's two other forwards, uh, Derek King and I'm trying to think of the other guy, Jamal My- Myers. I believe are the only two other forwards to play more NHL games with, than myself without a power play point. Uh, so keeps stat. track of that. So is that on only, your uh, iPad? I had to any? look it up because I played 777 games as a forward. Right. I never got an NHL power play point. Somewhere along the line. Oh, you like have to be out the there for the power play. Well, there could have been a goaltender pulled or just something <laughs> for some reason to have. There was occasions that I got slipped out there, just never got a power play point. Uh, yeah, you had to block shots. That, that's where, if you, <laughs> if you look at, if you look. At, at the talent, everyone coming out, I, I scored in at junior. They sent yeah. me down in the minors, I scored. I got to the NHL. I wasn't going to score goals. I became apparent really because qu- why? Really quick because of the talent. When I started to play with Joe Sackick and Matt Sundin <laughs> and Owen Olin, these guys, they're on a different level than I am. And these guys are, are what they call the goal scorers in the NHL. So I realized very, very quickly that my 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 arc is going to be different, and that's where a lot of kids that get into the NHL, you have to understand. If you score down below, if you can skate, I could skate. Fortunately, if you can skate, you can play in the NHL, but you're going to have to be willing to do uh, do other things. And there was one coach, Roger Nielsen. I got picked up here after Quebec, and I was still kind of finding my way. And Roger Nielsen. I scored a goal about five games in, made the team out of training camp. This would have been after a couple of years in Quebec. He sat me down, and I thought I played all right. He went, went, showed me some clips. He said, if you ever, ever play like that again, you're going down to the minors the very next day. He says, I got eight to ten minutes of ice time for you. 
He says you've got to get it out of your own end every chance that you get. And when you get to the red line, you've got to make sure that it gets in deep. He says you run around, hit everything that you can, block shots, play, play a hard game. He says you'll be in the lineup. He says that this is all that yeah. I can give you. The not and, fun uh, stuff. That's my fun. point. But, but I, I, I had six goals, six assists at the end of the year, 12 points, and I played all 84 games. And that's when I realized there's another way to, to survive in this league. Without Roger Nielsen, I don't ever become what I did became. I mean, all the coaches helped me in some extent, and when Doug McLean, the Stanley Cup final run, but without Roger sit, actually sitting down and explaining – how to play defense, how to chip it out, how to do these little things. Uh, it never amounts to 777 games. Never, ever. And you well, watched his boat for him. Yes, and I, that was <laughs> in the lockout. I did watch his boat for him, and he said, <laughs> well, as long as I got a place to dock my boat, he said, that was 94-95 lockout. As long as I got a place to dock my boat, he said, once the season starts, Billy, you're going to be on the team, he said. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's awesome. And he said, and I was still on a two-way, two-way contract. He says, I have to have a place to dock my boat, he says. He says, so don't worry about being sent down. He says, like, okay, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Whatever it takes. Awesome. Yeah. Once we get to yeah. get I, lo- I, I loved, I, I love that man to this day. Uh, I got all heart, uh, heart in the world for Roger Nielsen. It was, it was special just to me and to those early Panther teams. But at, like what you were talking about, at least he gave you a job description. Yes. Everybody's going to have a different job on the team. Mm-hmm. He gave you your job description. If you do this, you're going to be golden. Mm-hmm. And you did. And that's why you said. No confusion. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's where everyone, under you look at someone down playing in the American Hockey League that has 80 points and on the year or 90 points. And you're wondering, I always wondered at that time. I'd look down and see some kid with 90 points and the minors wondering why if he gets called up, am I going to be out of a job? I was really worried, insecure at my career when they'd call someone up and he had nine, and all of a sudden they got to the NHL and I, oh, okay. <laughs> I understand why. Because <laughs> you're playing on the fourth line and you're out there trying to trying to fool around. Somebody's got to do it. And score right. a goal. You're not a, he's, he's not going to be able to, he was like me. He's not going to be able to score goals at this level. He's not as good as a Joe Sackick or a Matt Sundin or a, whoever – and Eric Lindros. Or What's the most goals you had in try off the top of your head? Do you remember? Were well, you a 50-goal man? A couple back. The, the one, when, I, when I made it to the NHL, I, uh, I was on the U.S. Olympic team, and I got scratched from a game. I quit anyway, and they were all over me. But I went back to junior hockey in Tri-Cities as an overage and played 43 games. And those, I had 93 points in those 43 wow. games. Um, yeah. And you're, so talking about Saskatoon, so I was with USA Hockey, and they were like – you're not ever going to amount once you leave here. I said, well, I have to go back and make a decision. And I played those. Uh, I went to Saskatoon, played in a junior all-star game, and the assistant GM from Quebec was there. And Quebec was playing in Calgary. And they said, fly your agent to Calgary. We'll get a contract done, and then we'll send you back to your junior team. Yeah, we just want to get it done. My parents were in Saskatoon said, look at the contract. Don't sign anything. Sign it in the summer. It was on my. It was on paper napkins. The contract. And my agent said, "Maybe we can maybe get you an extra five thousand dollars." So I, we, I flew from Saskatoon to Calgary. Made, met, met the agent five o'clock at night. I signed a contract on pa- paper napkins, and they just turned to me and said, "You're not going back to junior." And I said, "What?" And they said, "You are going to play 
for us tonight. And I was the start. I was like uh, trying to wrap my try and wrap your head around that. And going, the con- a, yeah. going a million miles an hour. So I played my first NHL game and. Theo Fleury and Al McInnes are out there on the other side. That couldn't have been intimidating. Side. I was just uh, I, yeah, <laughs> coming from a junior holster. So you wonder how you're ever going to, your fifth round pick, you wonder how you're ever going to make the NHL, how you rode. And one day I just, in a 24 hour period, I woke up and I was in the NHL. Not, it wasn't even on my radar. Right. Like it wasn't even a part Be of my, ready. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even part of my process, but it's, uh, you need some luck. You need some luck along the, the way. The contract was Juni approved, obviously. Yeah, no, no. It was, my parents told me explicitly. <laughs> I can't get that word out. Yeah. Explicitly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, not to sign the contract. Uh, he told me, uh, just whatever you do, just sign it in the summer. Both my parents. And then they stopped halfway from Saskatoon. They lived back in Montana. Uh, my parents stopped at a hotel. They weren't going to go all the way. So turned on the uh, TV and then... The Calgary Quebec game was on, and the first one of the first things they heard was there's Lindsay with the puck, and they they were like had to double check what was going on. There's no cell well, no cell phones. There's like, no how would cell they not phones know? back then. Wow. My parents talk got, about I, a god shot. I, we call that a god shot, man. I, I had no idea, but my uh, my parents uh, found out on on some TV crummy set in a motel. I can't wait to ask Junie that so, version of that you story. You guys got a million stories. All yeah. right. Well, Bill, thanks for coming down, man. Again, we got a gift card for you from our friends at uh, the Beach House in Bresco. And Merry Christmas to the Lindsays. Yes. Thanks thank for you. all Merry you do Christmas. for us. Christmas. Thank you. You guys are awesome. It's yeah, fun, right. man. Appreciate it. And Appreciate thanks to the crew here at Podcast Junkies, including you, Benny. Where's my <laughs> bell? Uh, we will see you in tw- uh, next week. Hey, Serena, our World Junior special. What are we going to talk about? World Juniors. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be in the th- we'll be in the thick of it by next week. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you next time here on Cats and Bolts.